Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Wanted to make sure you were listening to the Bill Simmons podcast this year. We stepped it up with the guests. I don't even have time to list all of them, but let's just say we have had a who's who of A-listers, A-minus-listers, B-plus-listers in sports, pop culture, movies, music. I mean, where else can you get Kevin Durant, Steve Ballmer, Jimmy Iovine, and Charlize Theron in the span of six weeks? Nowhere. The answer is nowhere. You can find that literally nowhere other than the Bill Simmons podcast. We're in year 11. It's been an honor to do it. Hope you subscribe to the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. Dave Schilling is, uh, has lost a loser leaves town match. Sitting in his chair this week, the one, the only, Joel Solomon. Welcome back to the show, Joel. It feels good. This chair feels good. You know, if Vince could come back at, at 72, <laughs> that the least I could do is come back. Uh, there's cameras on us right now. We're playing around with piloting a video portion of this show. Um, so, you know, for everybody listening to this on a podcast, uh, apologies in advance for all of my posing and, and, the, and the lack of sound when that's happening. Um, Dave Schilling got called away uh, for his real job mm-hmm. to go write a story. It's going to be awesome. Suffice it to say, the downside of that is um, we, we had we planned on doing a standalone episode about the Mae Young Classic Tournament. That is going to have to wait. Um, you know, as with so many things, real life intervenes. Um, but we did, we did get, we're, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon. Of course, we're going to talk about Kevin Owens, uh, John Cena, um, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. That's actually all the people we're going to talk about. But before we get to them, mm-hmm. uh, we got to touch on this finale of the May Young Classic because it just happened last night and it was, um, it was a pretty awesome match. Uh, Kyrie Sane is is our May Young Classic winner, and boy, does she deserve it, man! She had she had a lot of good matches. Although my just like two second takeaway from the tournament is, I mean, honestly, everybody that got past the first round could be on Raw or SmackDown tomorrow. I mean, there was a lot of talent. There's a, a lot of them are really green and need some time, need some reps. But like, there was a lot of talent in that tournament. And this is and this is like another thing when I when I asked you what we were going to lead with. Another nod to Hunter and NXT that we're <laughs> and just another notch in his belt. It seems like you're more excited about the May Young Classic than anything else that happened. There was the one. There week. was one point during the during the tournament where Triple H came out to sort of take his bow. It was you know, it, and and uh, the crowd was chanting for him to to sign somebody to a contract, and he was just like, "Guys, you got to quit. Like, you're I have a budget." But uh, yeah, man. I mean, props to Triple H. It's interesting. And and this is a preemptive segue to what you know to what happened on SmackDown this week. But it is interesting um, how much we're seeing WWE just wholly co-opt, uh, you know, wrestling from outside of WWE. It used to be the thing that you'd bring somebody in and you'd totally repackage them and give them a different name and just you kind of WWE eyes everything. 
and they still do that. I mean, that's not like it's still there. There's still a very kind of insular world in the way they put things on a lot of the time. But like Kyrie Sane is just a straight up borrow from, you know, Japanese fem- women's wrestling. You know, I mean, it's like there was no I mean, it was like they didn't even do the Nakamura thing where they're like trying to just slight, like to streamline her for the mainstream. And, and part of it's just that's that's the format of the tournament. There's a lot of people who I mean, everybody there was a lot of people there were new to the company. But if those gimmicks, you know, have worked for years and that's what they know, then maybe it is better, you know, coming in that way and and having yeah. this you know, video Dude, comes, on YouTube. She comes to the ring with like like a uh, cartoon sailor hat and a and a uh, what's it called the, uh, the 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 ship the the what's the steering wheel of the ship this is <laughs> what's it called uh, I think it is called the steering wheel yes, of the okay, ship so yeah. is, and uh, and she I mean and like it's it's a great look but you can just imagine you know if Vince McMahon was watching this uh-huh. uh, if he were healthy he would he would be saying. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, she's a sailor. Let's make her a sailor or whatever. And it's like, no, she just wears this. This is like part of her ring entrance and and little else, you know. So you I I, I do want to know, you were surprised she won? Was this was this uh I thought that when when Shayna Baszler started racking up wins and of and you know that and then also having her four horsewomen uh, you know, friends and teammates square, squaring off with the WWE four horsewomen, uh when that stuff started happening, I thought it was a shoe in for Baszler. Um, but this was a really cool move. I mean, this is, I mean, obviously Carrie Sane was, was being positioned, uh, for a big push or, you know, big push out of the tournament, regardless of the finale. But yeah, I mean, listen, I had so much fun watching this, uh, the tournament from start to finish, and we will talk about it more. Um, you know, Carrie Sane's your winner, but uh, Kyrie Sane, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying her name totally wrong, but, but there were a lot of winners in this match. And, 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 I mean, that's the great thing. I mean, there's all these platforms now. There's a third hour. But my worry, and you, you and I have talked about just now people getting lost in the shuffle. And, you know, it, it's it's almost like this revolving door of, like, if you don't take that push and you don't run with it, a la Sasha Banks, man, that is a tough back uphill climb. It is. I mean, we, we had, I mean, there's still a, there's still too little time given on Raw. I mean, I would, SmackDown's not as much of a problem, but it's too little time given to, to women's wrestling. And part of it's that, as I mean, there, you can look at it both ways. On the one hand, it's like there's, you know, they just they just started running Asuka promos, I guess, on Raw. I mean, for her appearance, like, which I assume will be on Raw, who knows. But, um, but you know, it's, it seems like there's, for the time they're giving them, the rosters are too big because a lot of people are, are getting lost in the shuffle. But at the same time, the, the the rosters are too small. You can't really give three segments to the women's division on Raw because you know there's not enough there's not there's not enough of a of a robust roster that people really care about. But do you do you think there would ever happen that we'll get to a point where there'll be just an hour of the of women's a well, separate program? You know, separate I, network? I, I, I've I suggested that before and got a lot of pushback from fans and also from you know people in the company who think that that it sort of demeans it to, to say, mm-hmm. to like have it kind of, you know, set aside. Um, but, you know, I think that the, I think if anything, that, that, that the May Young classic has proved that there's a real space for it. And I, and it's tough, you know, I mean, 205 live, you know, it isn't, you know, must see television every week. And, you know, if you, you separate things out, they're not all, it, it does seem like in some ways it's a secondary part of the product, but, you know, Triple H had this great when he came out. I was the 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 promo I mentioned earlier. He said, 
you know, wrestlers, I'm going to paraphrase and totally and totally mangle it. But he basically said, like, you know, guys that grew up wanting to be wrestlers, they, you know, they dream, they work, they, they bust their ass, they give their entire lives over to it. But on some level, like the dream is being the rock. The dream is being in the main event at WrestleMania and going on to be a movie star, you know, or like what there's like the, 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 the ultimate victory for a man is such a great thing. It's I mean, Hulk that, Hogan. That's, that's, that was Hunter's dream. You're saying, right. But exactly. <laughs> but for, for women, they're busting their ass just as hard, if not harder, they're trying. So, you know, I mean, the, the, the road is, is steeper for them and the payoff is not was never what it was for a man. Hmm. Um, I think though that I mean the, the reason why I bring that up is I think though there's something. It's weird because in in a lot of ways the May Young Classic it had you know there were different styles in the ring. There were certainly some more like indie style stuff that's a little bit more uh, uh, fantastical. I guess you know it's a little bit more performative at times. But there's also a lot more like gritty like brawling too. All of that is to say that there's there seems it, it's felt more real. It felt more it felt more like a real competition in a way that pro wrestling so often doesn't because they were just real athletes going out there like trying to get a job, you know, and they were like hugging each other after matches and like shaking hands and stuff like this was it was like a, a real athletic competition in a lot of ways that it, once they get on the main roster and they get, you know, multicolored hair and like and thick gimmicks like it's not always going to be the same but I, but at the same time women's wrestling on both shows i think has a little bit more of that than the men's side does so there it's there's potential and it is i mean this is like the second wave of the women's division too you know after divas and we we saw a, a huge group come up from nxt and make an immediate impact and yeah. and now you know it like you said it'll be interesting to see kind of this e- evolution of 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 the women's division. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Speaking I, I, of the women's division, I think it's, we got to talk about Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's really, that's, you're, you're fired for that transition. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about Roman first? Or do you want to talk about Kevin Owens first? You, uh, make, you make the call. You're the guest. Who I, I think, I think it's fair. I think SmackDown should go first. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about, I mean, I, I alluded to this earlier, but you know, WWE, uh, opening the kind of opening their minds and borrowing from the wrestling world at large. It's not a new thing. It's been happening. I wrote about it when, when KO and AJ uh, about a year, over a year ago, were kind of making big strides on the main roster, WWE acknowledging uh, at least, you know, surreptitiously that there's a bigger wrestling world out there. Uh, we, I mentioned it last week, but that's what, uh, what we're seeing that with Kevin Owens, where they're really letting Kevin Owens be like peak ring of honor, Kevin Owens. And, all of that, though, just sort of, um, uh, it doesn't give enough credit to what I should be saying, which is that segment on Tuesday night between Kevin Owens and Vince McMahon was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It, it's it's super rare nowadays where you know it's coming, they've teased it, mm-hmm. and it surpassed your expectations, and it just kept getting better, and and you you know you didn't want it to end, and Vince taking a bump. And then the blood, and then taking more bumps, and then you realize, you know, wow. I mean, this is <laughs> this is also a seventy-two-year-old guy who's on SmackDown for the first time in four years. Incredible. I mean, Vince, hats off. If Kevin Owens came in here today to do like just a ringer video, would you let him headbutt you in the in the head like that? I, I I'd be nervous shaking his hand. That's yeah. how. I, I'm just trying to think like Vince obviously is it like Vince is going to say yes. And this is Vince's company and he's making money for his company. 
I'm trying to imagine what the dollar figure for like letting Kevin Owens headbutt me as hard as he could would be. I mean, well, I, it would be it would be a nice badge of honor, I guess. So like it would be, I could always I could say I was always that guy, but dude, that look that was vicious. So Kevin Owens just to set the stage. I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. listening to this watched it, but Kevin Owens has been like low key feuding with Shane McMahon over the past few weeks. Last week he provoked Shane verbally provoked Shane McMahon into attacking him. Kevin Owens says he's going to sue the company uh, for everything it's worth. And and then he he opened SmackDown with a great little promo where he like said all the changes he's going to make when he owns SmackDown. Um, and then the show ends with Vince McMahon coming out to, uh, to confront him. Um, Vince sets up a hell in a cell match between Shane and, and Kevin Owens. He basically said, tells Kevin Owens to go shove it. If he, if he wants to sue him, he can, but Vince has all these high priced lawyers who are going to drag this out to eternity, which was, just an incredible borderline work shoot in its own right. <laughs> in a season of work shoots, Vince McMahon telling Kevin Owens that he has no self-respect. He couldn't have any self-respect when he looks in the mirror and then telling him that he has lawyers that are going to drag every lawsuit out forever. It's, it was a wonderful poignant moment. Um, but then finally, you know, Kevin gets Vince to say that he can, that he has free reign to beat up, you know, McMahon's. Oh, McMahon, right. Yeah, yeah, McMahon. And then they shake hands, mouth off at each other. And then Kevin Owens headbutts Vince in the most legit headbutt in a long time. And uh, Vince gets busted open. Just when you think that that's the spot, Kevin Owens kicks him and then does the frog splash onto him. I mean, it's, it was, the whole thing was just scripted to perfection. It was, it was tremendous. And, uh, you know, especially on SmackDown where you're watching the clock and, you know, how, how much time to go. It was, uh, I mean, it, it was it was beautiful. And now, you know, Shane is, I feel like it's a prerequisite now. Any match with Shane has to be in a, in a, in a cell. So you're getting that, which is, which is a tremendous. Hey, guys. Yeah. That looked like a legitimate headbutt and Vince's head actually busted open. <laughs> yes. Um, and being, what is he, 72 years old? Right? 72? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So had he <laughs> passed away, had he died yeah. from the head trauma or the kick to the face or the frog splash, do you think Vince McMahon would have been happy getting killed in the ring? The way to go out. I First of all, thank you, heel producer yeah. Jim, for interjecting that, that really sad question into the show. Uh, I am always a... Uh, a naysayer to the like he died doing what he loved line of <laughs> argument. I yeah. don't think anybody like when when like Dale Earnhardt died and was like, oh, he died doing what he loved. I was like, I don't think what he loved was being in a ball of fire. But <laughs> that was is that too dark? <laughs> Jim's giving me the double thumbs up. I don't know that Vince McMahon. Uh, I I don't know. I, I think it's hard to say. Nobody wants to go out. Vince McMahon wants to live forever. I'm sure if you asked him, he would say that's how he'd want to go out. Or he just wants to go out and like a California king size bed surrounded by steak wraps. I don't really know what the, whatever it is, they will work it into a storyline. We do know that. So (laughs) when when he goes, yeah. Watching that last night though, it did hit me. And I, I, you know, I apologize if you've talked about this before, but how has Vince not put himself in the hall of fame yet? Like that, that ceremony, that is how he should go out. Vince McMahon, however they're going to do this, that it's, it's actually surprising. How come they haven't put him in the Hall of Fame? That's a really good question. That I mean, way it would have to be a storyline, right? And then, but then, then that doesn't quite give it the credit that it deserves. I mean, he should. Yeah, at, at some point, and and it, it does seem weird, like to self honor him. But wherever this passing of the torch is going to come, and that should be, 
you know, going from cryptic to mildly serious, that Vince should get his own night, his own weekend, and should be in the Hall of Fame. So there's a while he's living. There's a lot of like online fantasy booking, or just like you know, just dreaming of the day that that you know Vince retires. No one wants, no one is wishing death on him. But like a lot of people would say, you know, let Triple H and Stephanie have their turn. Um, or you know Shane McMahon, or or but there, but there's also a lot of fantasy booking about the storylines, right? That like sure. I saw somebody today was saying like, what if Triple H is behind this Kevin is you know still backing Kevin it's Owens, and it's just sort of like Triple H NXT Takeover. Um, it would be really great if if it was part of an angle like that, if like Triple H and Stephanie announced that Vince was going into the Hall of Fame as basically a way of like forcing him into retirement, and Vince was like there rejecting it. Is. I mean, it's not too late. You know, Hunter was in the building last night, didn't come down. Steph came down at the end. Hunter did, didn't. I mean, so if we're going to p- read into it, my good friend, it's, it's in play. It is. is. Is all I'll say. Also, rest in peace to the rumors of Vince McMahon being blind. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. That's yeah. totally true. That was one of my all-time favorite wrestling urban legends when <laughs> Vince McMahon couldn't see at WrestleMania. What was that, WrestleMania 30 or something like that? Something, even somebody's handshake. I don't know. Titus Young. Yeah. No, Ooh, and Titus Young is a separate him. thing. The Vince Blind thing is when he like came out to to like survey the stadium at one of the WrestleManias. He like walked down to the ramp in broad daylight and didn't seem to be able to like see the people in front of him or something. Oh, but all right. It's whatever. He definitely was the kind of guy that looked at the solar eclipse without the glasses. <laughs> we know that. We do know that. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie Wonder is not blind, by the way. I've seen pictures of him taking a picture. There are a lot of people yeah. who believe that. Um, I cannot say. I think I feel like that would be a really unnecessary long con. Also, the 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 jobber who got out of the way when Kevin Owens went off the top rope and didn't protect Vince, like that. That's the kind of stuff that's my favorite. Oh, who was the guy who was like body was over yeah. Vince? But that was yeah. really. I don't know if that was Adam Pierce. I just I, I just saw it really was, quickly actually. with it with the yeah. bald head. But it was clearly a worker because yeah. he waited. That was a better. <laughs> he did a better job of waiting to the last second than like most of the people that rolled out of the way on the in the May Young Classic did. Well, no, no knock on the man classic. It's a hard art. That whole segment was great. It was it was brilliant TV. And, uh, you know, I'd love to know what happened, obviously, when Vince got backstage, you know, what, what his reaction God, was. God, God damn it, man. I'm bleeding. My suit. In a good way. Um, <laughs> but you, I, I do think there, there was a point for Kevin Owens to say, you, you really wanted that line. Like, I'm, I'm going to put this place out of business like Hulk Hogan did Gawker. Like, I just, I I honestly thought, like, this is the place where they're going to mention it. Oh, man. So. That would have been, that would have been fine. Hulk Hogan, by the way, tweeted about that that segment and said that Vince just showed all the young people how to get a guy over. And now it's up to Shane, but but KO could be a legend or whatever if if that match goes off. He's going to have to do a lot more than that to come back. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens uh, certainly is in, in a position now that. You know, it seemed unlikely when he moved to SmackDown. I mean, obviously, he was going to be the headliner or amongst the headliners on SmackDown when he got moved. But like, just Vince's appearance there is makes such a difference. They said it's the first. They announced it was his first time there in four years or yeah. something, uh, which is sort of shocking that he wouldn't have like on made the, an appearance at like the launch of SmackDown Live or something just to like pop ratings. But and, yeah. and good for Kevin Owens that Kevin Owens got him out. To, I mean, that just shows you Kevin Owens' place in the company. He's, yeah. tr- he's trimmed down. He's got to be careful. He doesn't want to go into that Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill category where you lose too much weight. But Kevin Owens is in a good place. If he got, if he, if he went into the Jonah Hill category of lost too much weight and then just start became a weird New York style icon, I would totally be into that. <laughs> just start, like paparazzi getting weird pictures of him. 
Um, uh, Kevin Owens did have a weirdly tall flat top, like spiked haircut last night. It, it looked it looked strange. Now you're nitpicking, really? Yeah, yeah maybe so. <laughs> it was it was it was like verging onto like it territory. Um, which, by the way, I just saw last night and was uh, I'm still sort of shaken by that movie. I well, this is this is why it all comes back to wrestling. You, you texted me last night, do the pod. You you told me you were coming from from it and you didn't want to go home basically. Oh no, I, I, I got home just in time to catch SmackDown um, or just to, to catch the last segment of SmackDown uh, live on West Coast time. But man, I was, I was, I was, you know, shaken by that movie. Um, and it all comes back to wrestling because then we said once Vince gets wind of how, how well this movie's <laughs> doing, it, it's time to bring back an evil clown gimmick. Like how, with a red balloon, how have we, how, how have we gone this long without an evil clown gimmick? Um, no, it's true. I mean, when this, I, I guess like it will, I wonder if, I wonder if Vince watches like Netflix. <laughs> Come on. Well, it seems like it's like pop culture awareness is always a few was always, I mean, that's the joke. It's always like behind, but like now movies get to video get to like iTunes four months, three months after they come out, you know? So it's like the whole, the, the you know, the, it's the, everything's like the short tail now. Like I wonder if Vince is, however Vince sees these things. That Vince McMahon movie reviews should be on WWE network. Dude, just I, the Marine just, somebody not, once told me uh-huh. that they grew up in Stamford and that they used to see Vince at the movie theaters a lot. That he would just go and he would just like he would he would he would um, theater hop. Like he would just go to four movies in a day. Wow! I mean, he's a real connoisseur. Just with a steak steak sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But anyway, he. The, uh, who knows if that's even true? But um, I think first of all, Doink the Clown was. Uh, I'm I'm sure I've said this on the show before. Doink the Clown was an incredible gimmick when it first started, when it was maniac, Matt Bourne was doing, it was a real scary clown and it was really, really well done. I encourage everybody to go back and watch the earliest doink, uh, moments on the WWE network. Now then when Bourne got pushed out and it became whoever was doing it, uh, the the Brooklyn brawler, Ray Apollo, I don't even know, but the, there were, you know, it, it became, he turned babyface and it just became a silly, like kid-friendly gimmick. But Andrew Goldstein, huge mark for Doink, and he 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 would be happy to see him back in any capacity. That would be really great, man. Uh, very quickly, another thing on SmackDown, on on wrestling related, love how uh, Iana Starks, I, I, Sarkis, YouTube personality was there. And oh, then yeah. pan over Ronda Rousey. My that gosh, was so strange. My gosh, how Ronda Rousey has fallen. That it's like here's a. Glad to have YouTube personality I've never heard of, followed by one of the most dominant UFC. There were a couple of real. That was that was one of the what the what the fuck moments on on SmackDown this week. The other one, I guess, it applies to both shows. Was was that it was brought to us by Novartis? Did you see that? It was like the in like the the in show advertiser was like from Novartis, which is like a like a European healthcare company. I have no I have no idea. No, that's what is Novartis right for you? Yeah. I Never mean, but like, listen, kudos to WWE for getting those bucks, man. It's yeah. uh, it's it, that's it's it's a tough it's a tough advertising demo sometimes. Speaking of ads, let's take a quick break. At HelloFresh, they're on a mission to save home cooking because it's just too good to go away. HelloFresh wants to make cooking more fun, so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. They're a farm-to-box company because they want everybody to have access to fresh ingredients that inspire great meals 
But HelloFresh doesn't stop there. They're also a couch-to-kitchen company because the best way to kick those 5 p.m. excuses is by feeling unstoppable in the kitchen. And they do even more than that. Uh, When you cook and eat delicious, healthy meals, you want to keep doing it again and again. And if they could do the dishes for you, they would. But their number one priority is to get you cooking. You get a you get a box in the mail from HelloFresh uh, that has you can you can choose a classic box, a veggie box, or a family box, and you can order three, four, five different meals a week designed for either two or four people. New recipes created every single week, and the recipes will make you feel so unstoppable. Your taste buds will thank you. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everybody from novices to seasoned chefs who don't have enough time to go the whole way. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients, measure the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. And there's two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. HelloFresh delivers food right to your doorstep in a recyclable, insulated box for free. HelloFresh is now offering light fall meals and has just introduced breakfast options. Oh, wait. I, I gotta get this breakfast delivered to me. Uh, less than 10 bucks a meal. I love HelloFresh. I'm very excited to have some of this HelloFresh breakfast delivered to my house. I hope my heel producer, Jim, is listening. You guys gotta try it. It's really, really great. So go to HelloFresh right now. Use our special offer code MASKMAN30 for 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com, enter MASKMAN30, get yourself in ring shape, guys. Well, uh, did we do we do enough justice to Vince McMahon? I feel like we should we could just talk about that headbutt over and over again. I mean, it it was it was amazing. Can't wait to see what happens next. And uh, you know, Shane, it, it's also. Uh, Nothing could be that good, though. I mean, I feel like you could build a pay-per-view as, as cool as that. That was great because it was a huge segment on an episode of SmackDown. Like you said, expected, but also totally unexpected. I mean, just the level of excitement we felt as we were watching it. Um, but I, I feel like you could build a whole pay-per-view around like Kevin Owens is going to headbutt Vince McMahon for, for real at the end of this show. <laughs> like you don't even need a match. Like, we're going to see a real headbutt. Kevin Owens head. Who do you want to see him headbutt next? Could be a, oh, just like a, great. your online poll. Um, it was it was shocking how it was it was just shocking how legit that headbutt is. I mean, listen, when you headbutt a seventy two year old man as hard as you can the forehead, I guess you can predict that he's going to bleed. You know, but that was still really it was still I, really I just, crazy. I, I, and and I would just go back on TV looking. I was like two inches away from the TV looking to see. <laughs> like, man, did he really bust him open? Hell yeah. But, whew. I mean, it's not easy, man. I was, tell- I was telling somebody the other day about going to see, uh, I was at a Ring of Honor show and it was like the Kenny King, fam- the ba- Bachelorette contestant Kenny King and Rhett Titus, the Midnight ex- uh, the All Night Express against somebody. I don't remember who they were fighting, but it was right after they, they'd like passed the no blading policy at Ring of Honor. Yeah. And, uh, but you could still bleed if you like, you know, if it was an accident or if you went hard way and they spent the whole match trying to bust each other open hard way. It was like a, it, it was a, there were chairs in the ring. There was all this kind of stuff. And uh, they couldn't do it. And you yeah. just it was just people like hitting each other as hard, like rabbit punching the eyebrows as hard as they could go or like hitting with chairs and nothing was coming out. But that, that is the, 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 the one thing you probably do know with Vince is if you're going to do it, you, you, you know, you, he probably said, Kevin, you better do it. Yeah. Regardless of his age. 
Oh yeah, if Kevin, so, if, if Owens had like, if if Owens had gone light, that probably would have ended his ended his career. Uh, uh, one last thing, I, I with with the Shane thing, I do think when you're suspended indefinitely, or or ne- next time this happens, that someone should file an injunction like the NFL, and you're allowed to keep wrestling. Oh, that's a great idea. Like, it just seems like such a no-brainer at this point. Like, you go to a court of appeals. He's found an injunction. Now, do you think they should actually just kayfabe it and or mm. and and actually fire him and take <laughs> it to court? So, that I mean, they'd probably, the, the fines for just abusing the court system would probably be insane. Linda is in the White House now. They have connections. They can pull that. Or, yeah. or we just introduce a new judge character. Who presides over like who is like wrestler's court or whatever. Oh, that's what the Undertaker should be back doing. Just put Undertaker in a robe and make it and have like actual wrestler's court. See, I would be into this. He's oh. got he's got it reduced from six weeks to four. Like yeah. there's there's actual rule. Uh, that would be really great. Oh, um well. Oh, well. okay. There's more to talk about than just Kevin Owens headbutting Vince McMahon, although it's hard to imagine what. Um Monday Night Raw was I I uh, when let me back up when there was the first John Cena Roman Reigns work shoot two weeks ago was it two was it only two weeks ago this, I believe it's the third now so yeah I said on the show that if they just came out and did like lesser work shoots every week then it was just then it was gonna just fizzle um, careful what you wish for they, that's yeah. what they decided to do last week was definitely I felt like a little step backwards um, this week, I felt like the energy was back. Am I crazy? Am I just being overly excited because it's been a good week of wrestling and it got them swept up? You you can feel it. These guys, you know, don't don't like each other, and and they're 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 going for it. But there's only like so much there that you know. You're you, Roman. You're not over. You're you're yeah. you'll never be over. John, you're not as great as you think you are. Sure, it, it it's tough. So we can go here. Here's what I will say, and then we could bounce back and forth. The promo those guys wish they did was done later by the Miz. Yeah, that, that Miz promo with Enzo that cut deep. Those were. See that that and and it's tough to have those on the same show when you want. John and Roman to be that good. So this is the, I mean, this is the great problem that, I mean, the ultimate problem with sort of like, like work shooting your way through an entire program. Okay. Um, everybody wants everything to be real in wrestling and God knows I've written about it a million times. Uh, so I, I'm probably, you could see me as part of that chorus, but and we saw it back in like the CM when CM Punk's post, you know, pipe bomb heyday when they made, when the Miz and R-Truth were suddenly like, like crazy characters who were like work shooting at like behind the scenes segments and mm-hmm. stuff. It, uh, it's easy to have too much of it, you know? Uh, that said, like the pre, I mean, the, the precursor to the Cena Reigns promo that like set the world on fire was the Miz cutting a promo the week before. But that's right. When it's done well, you know, there's nothing better. But that, you know, when Roman just leans on, you're a, a bitch. That's I mean, dumb. guys, it's it's just dumb, and there there is a lot to do. You know, I mean, John Cena's John Cena. What he thinks, you know, he'll never change. But those, to me, those lines are so corny. They are. You're, I'm like a drug test. You're not going to get past me, and that's your ender. And I, I feel like he's done that now every time. Yeah, his enders are no good. Even like when they bring up the Rock, like there, there's such an opportunity to say they're like. The only thing the the Rock like he was saying you're the, the Rock's had this great career you're yeah. you're not the Rock 
you know what, what's actually hilariously true, and those are the best lines when there's truth in it, the only thing The Rock has, hasn't been able to get over in his career is you, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like, you want John Cena to hit him with that. Like, yeah. that's how how much you can't get over? Yeah. Is even The Rock can't get you over? Well, I thought, yes. I think that's that's awesome, and, the, and they're probably going to say that next week. Now that, you, now that you've said it, I'm like, that. if that came up, they're probably saving that for, like, the, for the you know, go-home show or something. But I will say that Roman had two kind of good lines last night. One was saying that he's had more good matches in two years than Cena had in his whole career, which is a case that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that I that I made when I wrote about the first promo. Um, but the other one that I, the thing that I really liked was when he was talking about how Cena had to come to the ring to, to cut a promo with him. Like normally it's right. it's the it's the big name that's in the ring and someone else has to come out and interrupt them, you know, and that how the how the roles have reversed, and now Cena's the one coming out, coming to Raw, coming to the ring to cut promos on Roman Reigns. It, I, I don't think that it, it was certainly not as poignant as you know hitting him for something real or for the crowd not like him. But at the same time, there is a sort of like deeper truth to that. And if you if you're if you're running out of catchphrases and lines to say to really bust somebody's balls in a work shooty way. Going into the mechanics of how they're like the the pro wrestling show is written up is is deeply interesting to me. I know it doesn't have the punch, but it's but that is really intriguing. Well, it, 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 it it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough way to go because what once you like you said you've opened this door and that's the the lane you're going in of you know how many more of these promos can you do? So who knows? Maybe they just should have saved it for two weeks out, but. Once you've seen it once, it's it's just tougher. Like where where do you go with this promo? Yeah, it's true. I mean, they got it's it's uh, doing it over and over again doesn't really help. I mean, they could have just mixed it up with doing one like, <clears throat> okay, now I'm really going to shoot, and then like immediately fight. You know, instead like having having Roman Reigns come out and say like I have some real real dirt on John Cena. Yeah. Um, let's talk about John Cena's divorce or something, and then just have John Cena come out and hit him with a chair and just interrupt the whole thing. I mean, like you could, there's ways that you can do it. Um, but anyway, I uh. Well, even when Miz did it, like your marriage is fake and you're, you know, the Roman stuff, when you're just going to like, you're a bitch. I mean, it's just now we're, you were just, uh, yeah, like that's me, well, te- me texting you. And the, and, you know, and, and the, 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 one of the big problems here is that the payoff is going to be a Roman Reigns versus John Cena match. And there's, it's, that does, it's not going to be, it doesn't, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad match, but, uh, I feel, I mean, they do run the risk of it being sort of whatever the, whatever like the diametric opposite of a work shoot promo is, was, is their in-ring match. I, but I can't even tell you who the crowd wants. I, I mean, you, you, you uh, think it's Cena, but I don't even know. This is like one where I can't even gauge, especially on such a heated promo where these guys are going out. You it's going to be interesting. It's in, it's in LA. So, I mean, that's, I mean, every crowd is a smart crowd now, but you know. LA's got a little bit of a rep and and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the crowd how the crowd reacts to these two. Uh by the way, Roman Reigns' shirt, the silhouette of him leaping with the Superman punch, same uh silhouette as my daughter's ballet, which <laughs> uh, w- w- just has a tutu, same logo. Really? So okay. as as much as people make fun of John Cena's shirt. Yeah, they really yeah. they really dropped the ball on Roman Reigns merch. I feel like that half of the Roman Reigns hate is that he just has like cookie cutter bad merch. It's 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 brutal all the way around. So this will be it'll be interesting to see 
Hmm. You know, because even if he beats Cena, like where does it even where does it even go? So you said the Miz the, the Miz had a better promo late in the night. I'm later in the night. I I'm you know tempted to agree. That was that he, was he almost like Enzo was on the verge of tears. I I, I mean Enzo looked oh you're <laughs> you you don't think Enzo look you are you're bearing me right now. Yeah yeah it was it was it was pretty rough. And Enzo, you've been kicked off the bus. You've not allowed in the locker room. And Miz being like, "Yeah, you know, like I know I've been there." I thought that was, but you know, he had a, he had a different reason for why he said it happened to him. Um, yeah, man, that was like a poignant conversation. That like, you know, like I, as soon as you heard about Miz getting or Enzo getting kicked off the bus, I was like, I wonder if like the Miz is there for wrestlers at times like these in real life. You know, just like, hey, man. I got kicked out of the locker room too. Oh, of course he is. He that's why he said, unlike Kurt Angle, I will be there for our child from day one. <laughs> these, these throwaway lines by Miz right now are even the throwaways are so good. Oh, that's true. Um well speaking of Kurt Angle's uh, uh abandoned child, um mm-hmm. I, I just want to touch on I mean we had there there was a lot of a lot of no mercy build up. Uh Jason Jordan had his had a match against Roman Reigns this week, which I thought was really good. Um, Jason Jordan getting the the most seems like the most push out of this whole promo. Yeah, I mean he's in a good spot because he's just he he's the he's the tackling dummy for two guys that aren't going to touch each other until no mercy. Yeah. Or are they, are they they're not wrestling next week, are they? They're not going to te- they're not going to mess that up. No. Um, but yeah, it's I mean Jason Jordan is I think the reviews were a little bit mixed for his Cena match last week, but I I enjoyed it and I really enjoyed his his Roman Reigns match too. I thought that was a good. Uh, I thought that was you know first time out. Um, and, and of late anyway, and I thought that those two had had some pretty good basic chemistry. Uh, but we also had um, John Cena versus Braun Strowman in the main event, mm-hmm. and we had uh, we had Braun Strowman beating the crap out of Brock Lesnar in a promo midway through. All of these showing some athle- some amazing athleticism, Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, that I mean, that drop kick in the main event match. I mean, he 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 he's a very very talented man. He, here here's my question now that we've seen Strowman squash Lesnar. We 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 just saw the whole Goldberg spear stuff. So I just I just wonder now how they do Strowman Lesnar. You know, I I maybe maybe you know Brock. It, can't run these matches like he used to, but I I, I don't want to see him get, get squashed again. Like we just saw that. You don't want to see Brock. Lo- I mean, you don't see Brock Lesnar lose. Lose like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way they pull it off because I think that I said I said it, John Cena Strowman was the main event earlier, and I was wrong. Obviously, it's it was like five segments before the end. Um, oh well, we don't have to. Talk but about I turned the off the event. TV yeah. after that and didn't watch anything else. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that the Miz was after that. This was like they've definitely been mixing up. I've said this before. They've been mixing up the like the show the layout on Raw a lot. Top of the hour is more important anyway. It yeah, seems. and and the tag team the, like the tag team showdown as the main event was. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's, it felt kind of like a house show. You got Ambrose and Rollins and the Hardys, you know, getting to celebrate as the show goes off the air or whatever. But the um, mm-hmm. but back to. Uh, back to Cena and Strowman, or back to Strowman and, and Lesnar. It'll be interesting to see what they do because I think that if there's anything that's, I mean, anything that's happened over the past few months that like changes, I mean, you know, all you know, card subject to change and all that. Braun Strowman's, Braun Strowman's like ongoing rise to superstardom has been really hard to quantify, and I think that 
obviously he wouldn't have gotten this spot against Brock Lesnar if he wasn't, you know, like I said, the shoot a shooting star become, you know, a future face of the company or whatever, or a current face of the company. But every time he comes out, man, the pops get bigger. Like everybody's in love with this guy. And I think that I, you know, my, if you would ask me, if you would ask me when they announced the match, I would say there was like a 0.1% chance mm. that, that Strowman would win. They'll book it some way to make him still look good or whatever. But I don't know, man. Well, that's what we were talking about even before looking up and trying to figure out the last time he was pinned clean. And even like, who is that guy in the company now? Because you do you want to if you even you has to be believable and it has to make sense. Well, I and, think it, to, to make it believable, he's got to be he's got to be beatable. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like there's no I was talking about this in reference actually to Nia Jax and why they didn't just give her the full like monster push when she debuted. hundred percent. But part of the answer is. And that, you know, when you, when you get the monster push, when it's over, then you're out of a job, right? It's like, I mean, you can, you know, they put the Canadian earthquake in a tag team with Dino Bravo, but like once Hulk Hogan defies all odds and beats you, then you're, then you're, you're over. And we're not just talking about Ryback. No, but that's a bit, you know, there's, there's been a lot of examples over the years. And I think in some ways you have to humanize them and Nia Jax, you know, say what you will, I, you know, better theme music or whatever. I think she's probably a little bit too human in the wrong way and and not all the right ways. Although this week I thought was a really good week for her. One, like I always say, regular clothes. If you, if you, if you Mm. were like remotely a good dresser, then like go, then please WWE put people on TV in their regular clothes. It just makes, it makes everything seem so much more legit. And Nia Jax in particular just looks like she's scarier in regular clothes than she is in her, her wrestling outfit. Um, Also we talked about, I think I talked about this last week, but um Nia Jax in real life in the WWE, like in the like the the hotel that they were staying at for SummerSlam. Nia Jax is the alpha. Like when she when she's like comes into the bar, everybody's just like happy to see Nia Jax. And I think that there's just like there they got to figure out a way to really like to to really just bring that out on television. All that said, Do you think to, to soften her. No, I mean, I don't, or, it's or not a, make, soft, but it, there's no softness to, I mean, there, it's not like she's like, you know, it's not like there's no softness to her, but she's just like, I think they're humanizing, they're, they're, they're softening, they're softening her too much in an effort to humanize her. I just think that they should just straight up humanize her, just show us who she is. She's like an awesome person who, you know, can play a heel on TV. That's fine. You know I mean? I'm not saying she's just a sweetheart, you know, she has to be a sweetheart all the time, but she's like, yeah. She should be the alpha dog, you know? She it's just anyway, all that is to say you got to let Braun Strowman get beat. Roman Reigns beat him. I think Sami Zayn got a win or two or in at some point in that feud. I mean, and he's lost a bunch of DQs obviously, but um this is Braun Braun is a great example. You don't need an undefeated streak to be a compelling monster. Anyway. Oh, no, but for you know, for sure it's just the way I mean the the the, the way it's sh- shaping up and even like how Heyman brought him out was was pretty great. You know the whole fighters fight thing. Yeah, it is. You just don't. You just don't want to see Lesnar get squashed again. Like that's. And yeah, that, no, and, I, don't, I don't think you will. And this time, it, it, the funny thing is that it'd be more believable this time. But you know that that won't happen. That's another good one. I, I don't know who people are going to be cheering for in that. I mean, obviously Braun Strowman has a whole lot of, you know. Has a whole there's a, fans are fans of WWE are, are almost all Braun, big Braun Strowman fans at this point, but you still cheer for Brock Lesnar at pay per views and stuff, right? 
well, you know, as, especially after last night with SmackDown, this is for really strong pay per view, and you know, one of the I guess not not in a while, but that you know, top to bottom at least, yeah, it's it's pretty strong. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a good time for the company. We're talking about you know getting people putting people over. Um, how Vince did it for Kevin Owens and Shane presumably will do that. Uh, Dave Schilling did for me. <laughs> Dave Schilling took the dive so that you could so that you could shine today. Um, <laughs> but Brock Lesnar too, man. I mean, Brock Lesnar made Samoa Joe. I mean, Samoa Joe made himself. I'm not saying it's a it's undeserving, but um, you know he didn't. Joe Joe looked great in that match with with Brock Lesnar, and that made a huge difference. And now Brock's doing the same thing and sort of legitimizing Braun Strowman. You know, win or lose, I think that uh, I think Strowman's going to come out come out good on the other side of this. There is a lot it, because they, it's almost maybe two just guys willing to do it. Even with AJ Styles and uh, Ty Dillinger, that, sure, you know. Made him look pretty, pretty great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of old timers that would complain about that sort of thing. That like it's hard, like you should, you should keep your keep your stars looking strong. But I, but I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel like this is looking. I'm looking at the No Mercy card right now, or a couple weeks out. But I, you know, this is a. Uh, I mean, this, the, we might be headed towards a real. Um, I'm reluctant to say it, but we might be heading towards a real like golden age of 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 not uh, not wrestling overall but of like stars in WWE they have the they have the roster now that they've been that they've been dreaming of for the past 5 years oh it's especially when you have guys like Ambrose and Rollins not in, even in the in the tag take, team division yeah, yeah. yeah. Finn, Finn Balor and even Bray Wyatt are kind of duking it out on the undercard um yeah i mean it's 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 pretty incredible and when you have you know on the on the smackdown side uh, you see the commitment to Nakamura. You have mm-hmm. Owens getting this mega push. AJ Styles is just, you know, it's almost like AJ Styles at some point is just like, just like waiting around for his WrestleMania main event. Hopefully they'll give him something awesome. Hopefully it'll be him versus Owens or something similarly awesome. Well, you know, not to you know open up another conversation, but that's, I think, uh, why it is, you know, the belt doesn't even have to be on the 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 best guy per se anymore. You know, there, it's sure. just, there is, you're, you know, I mean, maybe Mahal's a great example of like, you, you know, just because you have the belt doesn't even mean you're the top guy, the guy who people want to see the most. Sure. And that's just in, I guess what you're saying, you know, it is a credit to the company that, you know, there's, there is room for everyone. And, you know, the belt, of course, it, what, what it means is what it signifies. Yes. In the wrestling world, but, is important, but beyond that is, uh, you know, there's ways to make it without strapping it on. Yeah. I mean, I think that with, I think that's exactly right. I think that, that, you know, Jinder Mahal is a good example of how you can use the belt to make the guy. Um, and it, especially at a point in time where you don't need the belt to sort of legitimize somebody who's already there. You know, I think Kevin Owens and AJ, like AJ's legitimized the U S championship. And so like rising tides, AJ's still at the top of the top of the company, right? Kevin Owens, uh, you know, fighting Shane McMahon, like we always say, is is bigger than a championship match. You know, there's there are ways to do it. And then whoever ends up finally dethroning Jinder Mahal, whether it's Nakamura or I mean, if I, I it, for some reason in my head, I'm still separating out sort of like the workers from the from the main event. The, the U.S. title is separate from the from the WWE title. Um 
But man, I mean, it, it, it could be a lot of guys. That could be Bobby Roode's push, you know, that could be, or it could just be a, you know, back to Orton to transition it to someone else. You know, you don't know, but, but if they, but if they save it for somebody or if they let Nakamura do it, it could be a really big moment, you know? Yeah, right. Because right. you're sort of ridding the WWE, the scourge of Jinder Mahal, who's, you know, a less than deserving champion. That's why it works as a heel. That's what I wrote about. And I think, and I think Mahal has been, uh, you know, he's getting some chance, man. I think that the, the crowd, the crowd is maybe ironically, but, but regardless, like into this, this gimmick. And it's good. I mean, and for 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 whatever you want to say about what yeah, the WWE title, if, if you if you think it could be better used somewhere else, I mean, that's totally that's that's uh, you know that's a personal opinion thing, obviously. But if you have a monster like a foreign menace, without you give him the championship belt, suddenly it, it, it's a lot. It has a lot more gravity. You don't you if you never give Jinder Mahal the belt, then he's a second rate Rusev, you know. And we see where Rusev is right now. But on on both sides, even with 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 Finn Balor, you know, of course, everyone was so excited. All right, now he has meaning. This belt has meaning. Yes. And I think when he got injured, everyone got, oh, this is, this this sucks. He, he'll never get this push again. Is this going to hurt his career? And honestly, maybe, you know, it, it's, I think he's fine the way he is. Sure. I don't think he's no, no more, no less. Yeah, I mean, that would have been another example of, yeah, using sort of the belt to build the guy. Uh, and and Finn will be back. I mean, there's no question that he's that he's yeah. about whether or not he's going to get back to the main event. I think that, um, you know, the big difference between when he won the title at at SummerSlam and immediately, I mean, and got hurt in the match, and now is that the the roster's pretty loaded. You know, I mean, at least whether or not there's, you know, I'm not talking about relative talent and deserving and stuff like that, but if you go down the checklist of like wrestlers that WWE has like is like committed to pushing. You know, there's a lot of guys that are ahead of him that that weren't there, or you know, just didn't weren't in the the company didn't look the same way at that point in time. So you know, good for WWE, and uh, you know, I have I have faith in Finn. He'll be back. He's great. He's really really good. Uh, I still think he's like the biggest star they have. The biggest star. I mean, the biggest. Well, I mean, but they have a lot now. But I still. I mean, I think Finn Balor is like the face of the company. You know, give him give him a couple give him a little bit while longer to get a little bit more comfortable on the mic and I don't even mind his in-ring promos I'm thinking more of like Finn Balor showing up on Jimmy Fallon or something like that he's not quite there yet but uh but he's I mean he's a good representative for the company and and they'll 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 figure that out all right that's to me that's a, a surprising pick but no I I y- him and uh Kari Sane are the they're the two I'm just kidding but <laughs> no but she's I mean she's she's great and and uh if you haven't watched the Mayon Classic, we will talk about it when Chilling gets back. But um, for anyone out there listening to this that hasn't watched that, I mean, just go. I mean, you, you ease yourself in. Go watch some highlight packages on WWE's YouTube channel or something. There was there was a lot of really really fun wrestling in there. And this has been, I got it. I'll be honest with you. When I was prepping for the May Young podcast that that has not yet happened, um, you know, I had watched some of the. I had watched a lot of it you know, various nights at home, but I, but I started over at the beginning and started watching the whole thing. Just like sitting at my desk at work on the screen, Joel, you walked in and saw me doing that the other day. There's a little bit of like, you get a little bit exhausted on the front end where it's just like WWE just dropped eight episodes of, of the May Young classic. And I'm not, you know, or whatever, like this is going to be a lot to take in. Um, but you just, but I got wrapped up in it, man. This has been a good, this is a really good week for wrestling between that and, and raw and, and, Geez, SmackDown was just... And you're forgetting the best part. If it's a good week for wrestling, Ric Flair is up strutting again. 
Oh man, he which looks caps great. off a great week. I love this is I guess this is dark, but I loved it like when Ric Flair put up that first that first photo of him post surgery. Everybody was like, "Yay, nature's back! He looks great." And then when he posted <laughs> the new the new photos or videos this week or whatever, everybody, everybody was like. Yeah, we were lying about that picture before. He looked terrible. Now he looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, everyone, it was like a huge exhale around the world, the wrestling world. And anyway, um, yeah, man, he's got, he's going to have a big road, a long road ahead of him, but he's, but he seems to be doing really well. And that's, that's good. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up, B. Was that on? Are you, are you talking? Are you, are you saying this actually on the mic or are we editing that <laughs> yeah. out? I think someone's getting a headbutt after this pod. Oh my gosh. I am going, I'm going to headbutt somebody today. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like that eight year old that shouldn't be watching wrestling. And I'm just going to, I wonder how many kids, oh, how, God. how many kids headbutt the headbutt of their teachers today at school? A lot of dads are, are, <laughs> are getting headbutts from nine to 10 year olds today. How old are your kids? I, I'm, I'm five. So you only have one. Yeah. I thought you had two kids for some reason. No, come on. Um, so you have one five year old daughter, probably not a lot, not a headbutt menace yet. No, but I'm sure you are going to show her the Mae Young Classic at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She can be the special guest if she wants to come on. We can just watch it all live and just see what she thinks. <laughs> um, all right. Well, are, do we do we miss anything? Hey, heel producer Jim, have we left anything out? No, you got to get out of here. Please. For the love of God. All right. We got to get out of here. You heard what the man said. So rude. So rude. Joel, do you want to plug anything? No plugs. Go to the ringer. Tons of good stuff. Shoemaker. That's what I like to hear. I like it when you do the plugs for me. I, I do. I do want you to take me to the pay-per-view though. That's my plug. We had to I got to figure that out. And I got a lot of, we got a lot of hangers on for that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to that too. Oh, God damn. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Joel Solomon for sitting in. Thank you, uh, Dave Schilling for being the guiding light in my life. Apologies to Dean Ambrose as always. This is the Masked Man Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 